0: Anu Nation is home to the Anu Spiritual Order founded by Chief Jegna Haru Yuya Asan Anu. Some of the components of Anu Nation are Anu Life Global Ministries, Enlightenment and Transformation, Sudulu House, and Osiris Life Spiritual Services. SuduluHouse.com is the school component of Anu Nation where spiritual empowerment through education and training is emphasized. One way that is accomplished is through our monthly webinars. Our webinars are packed with foundational information, rituals, and live instruction to empower your spiritual work. At suduluhouse.com, you can view our diverse list of topics for this year that range from meditation to sex magic. And you can also register for any of the webinars at your convenience, sign up for our introductory Orisha class, schedule a spiritual reading and sign up for the Anu Spiritual Training course. Enlightenment and Transformation is the media component of Anu Nation. Here, you can view all of our archived shows from over the years to our current segments. They include Chief Speaks, Masterminds Monday, Anu Asafo, Thunderground Thursdays, and Foundational Fridays. You can also visit us on our YouTube channels. They are Enlightenment and Transformation, Orisha Yoruba, and Anu Nation. Osiris Life Spiritual Services is for those who are ready to take the necessary actions to bring your life into holistic balance. Here we offer consistent monthly one-on-one coaching, solutions that are tailored just for you, practical hands-on self-development techniques that will accompany your monthly readings, and customize practical strategies designed for you that guarantee positive results. Simply choose the package that best fits your needs. And last but not least, AlphaOmegaStore.com. The Alpha Omega Store is our online botanica where we offer divination tools, herbs and incense, DVDs, books, and other hard-to-find ritual items. You can also get our best-selling foundational book, Grasping the Root of Divine Power. Other great works from Anu Nation are Shrine and Altar, Solutions for Dysfunctional Family Relationships, and Natural Hair for Young Women. All great books to assist you on your journey. To find out more on how to get involved with Anu Nation, visit our websites and YouTube channels and be sure to sign up for our monthly newsletter.
1: Peace, peace. Good day, everyone. Welcome to community. And, uh, you know, I always stumble on the name a little bit because I'm always changing the name a little bit. But uh, this is Chief Yuya speaking, and I want to welcome you to uh, the Enlightenment and Transformation Experience, as we call it. And uh, of course, welcome those of you who are listening live on YouTube, those of you who are listening from Block Talk, and everywhere else that you get, because I know Um, Even after the segments, you know, a lot of you pick it up on iTunes or Mixcloud, uh, different other um, mediums and platforms. So welcome, welcome, welcome to all of you. You're all counted. You're all a part of the experience, whether you're coming in live or not. So, yeah, um, last night we were having a good discussion. At least I think it was a good discussion. (laughs) And uh, we were talking about the truest self versus the false self you know, or the establishing and creating of uh, the true true identity or the, or the true self and being self-aware as opposed to moving the false self and the perception of the false self into the center of your knowing, into the center of your being, you know, um, and it leads in so many directions, you know, conversation or a discussion like that. It's It's much larger than just saying, be true to yourself. You know, um, don't be phony, uh, get rid of the ego, you know, because there's, there's so many things that are connected to it. So uh, today I'm kind of doing a, a part two, but not necessarily a name, but doing a part two uh, in terms of where that goes next. You know, that that thought train, that, that thought pattern, you know, so essentially we have the idea here that uh, connecting to the truest self or connecting to the real self. Uh, allows us to live a a healthier life, but I'm going to explain how it's connected even to um, our level of charisma and success. First, let me give you all the number for anyone who wants to call in. I see we already got people on the phone lines, but for those who find it easier to call in, you can call in at 515-605-9862. Again, that's 515-605-9862. And if you'd like to speak, just hit the number one. All right. Um, So, I entitled this show. What did I entitle it? <laughs> okay, yeah. How to develop confidence so you can move forward in life, right? So, essentially, it's a it's a part two because and we, we're going to look at this quickly. We're going we're going we're going to hit it. We're going to hit it hard and fast. We're going to go right into it. Um, essentially, confidence is so key. You know, a lot of times, uh, especially in the self help quote unquote arena if you go to the bookstore or on amazon or whatever and you, you look in the self-help category you see confidence is all over the place i mean confidence is utilizing I, I think a lot of different genres even in relationships how to develop confidence so you can ask women out you know how to develop killer confidence to succeed in business you know how to the ultimate key to this confidence you know confidence is like brought up so often and, you know, kind of spoken about like it's a, you know, it's this magical elixir. And once you have confidence, like the world has to now bow at your feet because you have confidence, you know. So it's, it's so pretty heavy. I guess it's, it's commercialized, it's commercialized um, pretty heavily in terms of, you know, what it is. But, you know, let's start by, by cracking open this understanding. Um, confidence is a skill. Okay, confidence is not a, um, I mean, you could say it's a mind state, um, but it's not, a, it's not necessarily a destination. Um, it's not necessarily even a state of being so much, you know, though we could assimilate it to, but not really. It's really a skill, you know, no different than communicating, than speaking, listening, you know, um, certain social skills, uh, being aware of your environment so forth and so on. Confidence is a skill just like that. So the beauty of that in recognizing that it's a skill lets you know that it can be developed. It's something that you can actually work on. It's not just like, you know, someone says, well, be happy. And then you have to maybe put certain conditions and things in in your life in order to um, realize happiness. Confidence is a little different. There's actual things you can do to build your confidence. Now, Why is confidence so important and how is it related? Why do I say it's part two to what we were building on uh, yesterday? Right. Well, essentially, when you have confidence, um, confidence is a measurement. It's not necessarily just a static state or um, a static skill but it's actually a measurable skill. So that means there's a frequency of confidence. You can have a low frequency frequency of confidence or higher, higher frequency of confidence. It's dynamic and it's elastic. So for instance, if um, if you told someone that you were an awesome seamstress, right? And the person said, you're an awesome seamstress, so you can really like, you could really make me something nice, like a, a really nice shirt or... You could fix my suit or whatever, and you say, um, yeah, I probably could. That measures a, a level of confidence or a frequency of confidence. If you say, you know, absolutely I can. I'm told you I'm the greatest. That's a different level of confidence. You see? So it's it's actually it's a measurable dynamic, this thing that we call confidence. It's a measurable dynamic. Now, a lot of times people in their confusion, they confuse confidence for arrogance. You know, you don't really know. Um, It feels similar to them, you know, or and and a lot of times um, people are 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 diminished self-esteem and confidence is not self-esteem. But a diminished sense of self-esteem is kind of almost a part of that base operating system I spoke about yesterday, Um, especially in American society where confidence is snatched away very early on in life, you know, and sometimes not maliciously. Sometimes people have the best intentions towards you, um, but they really don't know how to, to manage you, you know, when you're a young person. So they say certain things or they do certain things that slowly begin to lower your frequency of confidence. You see, um, like I give you a good example, <laughs> and I'm still paying for it today. Uh, like I shared recently, uh, my youth won won the golden gloves champion championship and the the day literally the day of the championship um i said come on we, we, we were playing it let's go play pool we're playing a game i said you know you got you got to do something that takes your mind off of off of the fight so let's just completely do something different now i threw the game we played one game of pool i threw the game you know um at one point towards the end I even hit one of his balls in. And you know, I said there's no way I can beat this boy on the day of the fight. I, I have to I have to give him a win. You see. Now my youth don't beat me in anything. They nothing. Except for running. They they're both really good runners. You know, the boys at least. And um so when that happened He was like, oh, I beat you, Bob. And talking mad crap. Oh, my goodness. You know, to today. Still, yeah, you remember you caught that that L, Bob. You caught that L. You know, now I gave him the win because I'm trying to build up a momentum towards something. You see, I'm building up a momentum towards confidence. You see. So, um, or, or a momentum towards winning. One of the key things with gaining or cultivating a spirit of confidence is that you have to there's, – there's momentum that goes along with it. You think about it, you know, when we say things like, I'm on a winning streak, you know, or I'm hot, I'm in the zone. You know, we recognize that there has been a, a repetition of winning or there has, there has been a, a repetition of success. And through that repetition of success, we develop a greater sense of confidence, you see? So, like – that one game, it's like, I'm like, yeah, of course you won, champ. You know, this today's your day. This is your day. You know, I, I told him, I said, anything you do today, you probably, you know, will come out on top. You know, now, he wasn't, he ain't smart enough to realize later, like, okay, he threw the game, but that's all right. <laughs> I'm giving him a couple more days of, you know, of his high, then I'm going to whip the boys behind the pool you know, bring them back to reality. (laughs) But, um, so, you know, it's, it's that idea there. A lot of times, um, we can develop greater confidence through momentum. And a lot of times, if you notice when you're doing something good, even like, let's say you get into a class, like a spiritual class, you start the class, you're all excited. I got the class, got my supplies. You know, I cleared off my desk or a little area here where I could work and, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, you got all this momentum and then you do something where you kind of stop, you know, you just kind of fall back for a moment. And then what happens is your confidence level begins to decrease. You see, because you you've messed up your momentum, you know, you slow things up. So you find that there's a direct linkage between confidence and momentum now. Again, I'm going to go back to this. Why is it a part two to yesterday's segment? Because confidence is essentially the level of surety that you have in your truest self and your truest nature. That's what confidence is. Confidence isn't just making up something fictitious and saying, I'm that. You know, like jumping out one day and saying, I'm the fastest runner in the world. And that's not even a part of your nature. Maybe running isn't even your thing. But you just say it. And then now you begin to believe it. Now, many people will tell you that confidence is, is, is a degree or a measurement of how much you believe in yourself. Now, you know where I'm at with that word belief. So we don't need to go there. OK, so. A lot of times when you read self-help material and things like that, they're skipping. They're skipping over the aspect of consciousness. So they're just dealing with psychology so they can use words like belief and stuff like that because they don't know what really sits. You know, above the psychology, quote unquote, you know, so um, the thing is that you're looking at here when you're looking at confidence, you're looking at I know myself. These are, you know, and that's what we were talking about yesterday, being locked into your truest self. So what happens is you begin to live your life and and negotiate and manage yourself in your in your waking world based on that self-knowledge. You don't do it based on what someone has has tried to implant into you or what someone has told you that you actually are you see, so I spoke about that towards the the end of the segment, right um, where I said, you know a lot of times people ask me how do you how do you deal with certain pe- people and people who are kind of polarized and their thinking and things like that well, in one of my books um, I don't remember which one. <laughs> I know that's so unprofessional. You know, most people, when they when they when they authors, they say, "Well, in my books such and such on page," and I speak about the. I'm like one of them books. I don't one of them. I don't know, but one of my books, I said, I there's, there's a line where I basically say that language, um, or actually, I think it was in our new spiritual training. You know, everything just kind of blurs in for me at some point. I got to be honest with you guys because I'm my purpose is to teach, so I'm always teaching all the time. You know, even if it's not on these segments, I, then I also do workshops and seminars and rites of passage that I don't even talk about here. So I'm, you know, sometimes it, it kind of blends into each other. But um, so the idea here again is, um, we have this notion of of um, of momentum, but but essentially, like I was speaking about last night, well, I may live a certain way because. The language that I accept in my life or the language that I project it frames my perceptual my perception of the world because and I, I said it in one of the things language frames out your perceptual reality you see so if I use certain terminology like if I t- if I call my youth champ champ if if I you know if I call the the girls you know princess you know and then there's a time when I stop using princess empress you know, because prince can't be a princess forever. There's nothing more sickening when I see grown women calling, and I've seen that before, 50, 60-year-old women call themselves princess. I know we, we got a problem. You know, Houston, we we have trouble. You know, but there's a moment when you graduate from that. You have to graduate from, from being the, 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 the child student in that sense, and begin to now share with the community and share with the world, you know. So, um, just giving you a small example. So, that sense of knowing yourself is going to direct and change the way you even speak about yourself. You see, and it's going to direct and change what you take in in terms of language into your perceptual reality, because you understand that language contours and defines your perceptual reality, whatever language it is that you're using and however you're using it. So just like when I, some of you, I speak to you on the phone, I say, Hey, peace, Baba, peace. EI because you're, you're fathers or because you're mothers. Now, the moment I use that term, or when you call me Baba, as a lot of people call me Baba. Now, all those people who call me Baba, even some who are my same age or some who even older than me, I go into a certain mode where I respond to that word, where I begin to now take on those responsibilities. You see, I make sure the person is all right. I check in on them or, you know, I do certain rituals for them and, you know, it, I go into that, that fatherly mode, you see, because language frames things out like that. Now, the reason I do that is because I know myself, not because I'm being programmed by the language, but I already know that I'm a father. I already know that I'm a father. I already know that I have those responsibilities, you see, and that I came to the, if I came to the world to teach, partly, part of my purpose is to teach, then yeah, you're going to be a father to many people. So, that, so you already know that. So when people call you father or this or baba or, or like a lot of the youth in my neighborhood, they, yeah, that's my pops. You know, they, they claim me, they've adopted me. You know, that's happened so many times. Even on this segment, I've had people write in letters and saying, I consider you my father figure. But that's, I knew that I came to the world with that energy already. That's a part of what I knew about myself. So I can confidently, confidently take that role you see, remember, when you look at the word confidence, you look at the prefix at the root, fidel, you know, where you get the word fidelity. OK, it, it links itself to the word faith. Con is, is, is with. So with faith or with fidelity or fidelity is also trust with trust. Well, what am I trusting? I'm trusting my level of connection to my higher self that tells me exactly what I am or that may have already told me exactly what I am. So I can have confidence about being that thing that I am. You see, now, of course, I have to connect to that, to that first. And it's it's not as easy just saying, well, I know already. Because some people, they get into that, that thing, just kind of miss me with that. (laughs) You know, um, some people think they know, but don't really know. And that's why it doesn't really work for them. You know, it's the fictitious thing they're trying to grab onto. You know, and if the evidence is showing something other than that, sometimes you got to process it and say, well, maybe this doesn't make sense. Maybe I thought I heard something that I didn't actually hear. or I thought I was tapped into something that I wasn't actually truly tapped into. You see, so the idea, again, of, of confidence, what it is, is once you once you're rooted and you have that knowledge of what you are and who you are. In the global cosmic context Then what you begin to do Is project that outwards You see And people will say Oh you're real confident Well There's a fine line Between arrogance And knowing yourself And knowing yourself Like you look at Muhammad Ali He knew he was He was going to go down As the greatest So I'm going to speak to it now And I'm confident in that You know Not just because I've seen it in my mind's eye, but obviously in training, I'm proving it. you know, I'm proving it whenever I'm going against my sparring partners or when I'm able to do things that people have never seen. you know I know that I'm changing the game, I know that you see and and on top of that, he was a spiritual man, so that you know there's certain things that 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 click in there as well, you know, but essentially. It's through that momentum and it's through that knowledge of self that we gain that that higher and that greater sense of confidence and our frequency of confidence raises up. so what happens now when something tries to enter into our world that doesn't speak to what we're already confident about we, we reject it. we reject it like I, I, I'll show you another example I, I made a little mistake <laughs> I was talking to my youth the day of the fight, and I said, yo, um, I said, listen, man, so what, what are we going to do after this fight? And he said, well, you're going to take it to the top, boom, boom, boom. I said, okay, that's right. And I said, regardless of what happens, why did I say that? Why did I say, regardless of what happens, the boy's eyes started welling up, <laughs> you know, and uh, he put the pool stick down. He said, I want to go outside. He said, Bob, I want to go outside. I want to go. I want to go. He's wanting to get away from me, and I was like, hold on, "Hold on, hold on, hold on!" And I had to, I had to coax him back in. I had to coax him back in, you know. That, but that was that was a mistake on my part, and I felt bad, you know, not because the statement was so wrong, but because I was insensitive to who I was speaking to, because I know his nature. You know, now an, another another one another one of my you know I could just say something like that and they'd be like yeah no matter what happens I'm I'm gonna still keep going but but you know you, you gotta know the, the the person and I I know how he is you know he's very once he gets a certain vision in his head which he's Shango, that's a lot of changos are that's it you ain't shaking him from it and they'll they'll be upset if you don't accept that vision <laughs> you know they get real upset so that was my fault. And I, and I felt bad about it, but we we recovered, you know, because I'm I'm slick, <laughs> you know. I was no no no, I mean, you took that the wrong way. This is what I'm saying, you know. I did one of those things, and he was like, oh oh, I right, I right. wiping the tears at the corner of his eyes, you know. But it was that that one little statement, regardless of what happened. Now I ain't trying to hear that. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm gonna win this thing. What, what, like, don't you see what I see? That's what's going on on his mind. So he's rejecting anything. That disrupts his perceptual framework, any language that disrupts the perceptual framework, he's rejecting it. You see, that's confidence. That's confidence. So it's the same thing like I was speaking about yesterday. Somebody comes at me funny. I reject that. Now, someone will say, oh, you arrogant. You just see that? Confident, player. That's called confidence. You know, or... Um, I, I know I know what I am as a father. I know what as a, what I am as a man. You know that's why sometimes when we're talking about certain things, and people will say, "Well, men do this and men do that," and I'll say, "Wait a minute, you mean men are males? Because I'm a man, and I know myself. I know what I do and I know what I don't do. So I know what you talk, what you're saying, doesn't really make sense. That's not a part of my world, and I'm confident about that. I'm self-defining. You're not going to define that for me. You see." Now, confident saying what? I know myself. I'm self-aware. You see? Now, there's certain things that I have a lower frequency of confidence about, certain things that I, ha- that I have a higher frequency of confidence about, because some things are blurry and some things a little bit more in focus, essentially. That, that's, that's what that essentially is. Some things are blurry. Some, but the things that are blurry, I don't pretend to be confident about. I say, I don't know. I'm not sure, I'm not positive on that Can't give you 100% on that <laughs> You know And sometimes like I said We, we, we fake it in that sense And we, and we fake um, being confident About something because We really want that ability And we, we really want to be able to reach Certain goals and we really want to be able To, to um, be able to To not be, because sometimes we see Confidence as our acceptor If we have low self-esteem We're immediately rejected you see, so we have to pretend to be confident about certain things that we're not confident about. And we don't understand that our level of honesty and truth is what really endears us to the world. That's what true confidence is. There was an interview years ago that Muhammad Ali did. I don't remember the um, who he was talking to. But the interviewer had said this word. I think it was propagate. And he said something, something, I don't remember the question, but he said something, something, something um, propagate with the nation of Islam. Muhammad Ali was sitting there and he said, listen, you know, you're going to have to excuse me. Um, I barely made it out of high school. He said, I'm not trying to be funny or anything like that. He said, but I don't know what that word means. And the guy just explained it and kept it moving. Now, this is this. You look at Muhammad Ali, man. He talked more junk than anybody Probably in the world. <laughs> you know, he was the greatest. I can't even say trash talker because he didn't talk trash, you know, but he was the greatest boaster of the world. And a lot of the things he would say, you know, were fictitious. I turned the light off and got in the bed under the covers before the room was even dark. Now, you know, that that didn't really happen like that. But, you know, he's playing with it. He's being playful about it at the same time, you know. But there's a moment when you're not confident about it. It's okay to say, mm, I don't know that word. I'm not confident there. I'm not, I'm not, not tight on that. So it's that knowledge of self. It's that trueness, that trueness of awareness of being locked into what I really am to my true and honest awareness and perception that brings the greatest confidence. So I can confidently say, yes, I can. I can confidently say, no, I can't. (laughs) You, You understand what I'm saying? So, um, a lot of times, again, like I said, that's confused for arrogance or, you know, and really what someone is saying is you're being uppity because we live in a society where we're not supposed to know ourselves. We're not supposed to have that, individ- that, 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 that energy or, 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 or that awareness. And as long as we don't know ourselves, we don't really have anything to assert. So anything can be said, anything can be done because you're not supposed to know yourself. So even when you come into your consciousness and you begin to say, well, look, I do this, I don't do that, I'm not going to eat that, I'm not going to do that, this is what I practice, this is what I don't practice, people look at you like you're crazy and almost get offended because how dare you know yourself? How dare you be able to assert anything? And then sometimes when you assert something and you're able to explain why it is you're saying what you're saying, people get even more offended. How dare you have a traceable route of information a traceable right, route of knowledge? How dare you be that in tune and that aware of what's going on around you and in the world so you, you find that a lot of times with confidence assertiveness goes hand in hand with confidence you know it's it's almost like a like a triad of of confidence uh, assertiveness, and momentum and 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 All three of those things kind of feed into One another because the more you Assert yourself in the world The more you see yourself in the world And you know there's a fine line Between assertiveness and aggressiveness You know I'm I'm not a big Advocate of perpetual aggression There's a time for aggression But sometimes especially Coming into manhood uh, People think that manhood is about being Aggressive about being mean Maybe even, you know um, being rude and, and being obnoxious, and that's not it at all. Anybody could be that, you know. A dog could be that. But but when you're asserting something, or you're you're asserting for yourself, or you're being assertive, you're asserting knowledge. You're asserting what you know. You see, and we spoke about that last night. Well, how do we get to that space of knowing? You have to crush and kill the illusions that we're so confident about, like your zodiacal sign. Well, you know, I'm a Cancer, I'm a Pisces, so you know, we da 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 da. And here's the easy way to crush that one: somebody to say something like that. To you. Well, I'm a Cancer, someone of- Oh, oh, really? You're Cancer? Okay, interesting. What does that word mean, Cancer? Huh? I don't know. I don't. I, don't know. I mean, but I mean, a Cancer is a. Yeah, but, I mean, the actual word though. Was word? And and who who came up with this system? Where did system come from? So just thinking now, you know, and not trying to question persons, you know, not, you're not trying to pop people's bubbles. But sometimes we say so much and do so much without thought. And when you give a person an opportunity to think about what they're actually saying, it can be very liberating for them. You know, it can be very freeing and, and stimulating. You know, a lot of times in our in our environments, unfortunately, um, we surround ourselves with people who don't stimulate us you know, who don't bring us to a certain place, to a certain level, which of course affects our confidence as well. You see, um, you find that when you begin to assert yourself, there's a couple of things that's going to happen. And, and I spoke about this recently. Well, usually one of the first things that's going to happen is that you're going to lose friends, quote unquote. And I say friends, quote unquote, because if you reveal your true self to the people who you say love you and you love, and they don't want to be your friend anymore, then I don't think they ever really were your friend. You know, I, I know it sounds like parents just don't understand, but uh, it is just that simple. And <laughs> in, in in my sight, it's just that simple. So F them. That's always my thing. Even my youth come back and tell me, I didn't do so-and-so, F them. You don't need that mother F them. F them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't need, you don't need anybody. F them. F them all. <laughs> now, that's always been... That was the gift that the universe gave me as a young child. That was my gift that I was going to need. I came in, I came out of the womb with my middle finger up in the air. (laughs) I must have. That's probably why my father was like, oh, he's going to be a surgeon (laughs) or a piano player. No, I was giving him the middle finger. (laughs) You know, I, I always had a F the world attitude, you know, so, but that's not for everyone we're born with certain attributes because we need certain things in order to get our work done as a youth. And even to this day, believe it or not, I was extremely shy, you know, anti social but extremely shy, you know, and I didn't assert myself a lot. Now inwardly, I was giving everybody the middle finger, but I also had this shyness as well because there were certain images and visions that I had that, didn't seem to line up with my my little body you know like things that you would do it's almost like having this great skill you know um for music or having an ear for something and you want to be this great violin player and you can hear certain things but you're five years old and your little five-year-old fingers just do not have the dexterity to produce what it is that you're you're envisioning in your mind or or you're hearing You, you see what i'm saying so um it it you become frustrated and sometimes you you go you go inward, you know. So there's that. So it it creates a shyness and like I've always told you, there's a difference between being shy and reserved. Now that I'm older, Oh, come on with this freaking phone. Let me turn this Give me one second. You know these electronic leashes. As soon as you start getting into something. Uh, Baba Yeah, I need you to uh uh yeah. Chief, you yeah yeah I need you to uh obligation boy <laughs> that's all that phone whenever I hear the phone that's that just needs to be my ringtone obligation <laughs> like I tell you a lot of times that when I do these segments even though I'm still working this is actually the probably the easiest thing I do all day these <laughs> segments this is actually my time to because I actually usually do them sitting now now that I'm not I don't film them like I used to. I'll get back to film again at some point. I just don't feel like it right now. but um, So I actually get to sit down while I'm talking to, to you all. So it's like my, my one moment I get to... And, and I get to have an excuse not to answer emails and, and phone calls and all that stuff. Cause, oh, I'm doing a show. Can't pick up the phone. Doing a show. <laughs> so yeah, you know... Um, so yeah, that sometimes we're born with certain things that we need in order to get certain things done you know, we, we need certain things. And that was something that I needed at that time. And probably, I mean, I, I'm still like that, you know, F the world, like, God, I, I don't need you, <laughs> you know, self-motivated, self-contained, self-preserved, you know, but we all need different things. Some people come through with a sense of compassion. You know, they grew up in a real crazy family and, um, but they, you know, in order to maintain the balance of their sanity, they need to have that compassion where they, they can feel why people are crazy. Instead of just putting that label, oh, they're crazy. i want to get away from them. And sometimes we do that when we start to develop a certain sense of confidence. We want to cut everybody off. And that's not really the answer. Because the truth is, when you begin to assert yourself, yes, the first thing that's going to happen, you're going to lose a lot of people. People are going to, you know, begin to scatter. <laughs> you know, you say scatter like roaches. People, people are going to leave you. You know because it's 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 irritating <laughs> it's irritating to be around someone who's standing strong on their purpose and their conviction and knowledge of who they are, and you're not you ever go into a job and literally have to pull back on your ability so that way you're not always eating lunch alone because everybody starts to hate you <laughs> you know and i've been I've been at jobs like that like years ago. And like I remember one time like letting this dude have it on a job and he was like, Yo, you coming in, you doing da 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 da. I was like, Listen, my first day here, all y'all did was just stare at me. One of you brothers could have pulled me to the side and said, Listen, we don't hardly work here. All right. So don't mess up the curve. This is all you need to do. Boom, 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 and you're good. You didn't you didn't give me that. So so I'm coming here doing my you I'm performing. Now everybody's upset because it's shining light on your sloppiness. Now this is a job. It's, it's it's not a job owned by someone in my community. I don't feel I don't need to overperform. Just let me know. <laughs> you know if this is somebody who owned this in my community. Yeah, we are gonna do this thing right. But now nah, I don't care about this is a check. <laughs> you know like I told you guys yesterday, I never stayed anywhere longer than a year anyway. You know so I had, my resume is crazy. Respect, <laughs> but really, by really, my real, I mean, you know, I got like six of them. I, I don't need them. I mean, it hasn't been updated in maybe fifteen years, twelve, fifteen years. Last time I, I really worked with someone, but um, lots of jobs, man. You know, so sometimes when you come into an environment like that, you mess up the curve because you're being true, and it's irritating because you're sh- when you're being true. Like I said last night, you become a light. Well. You're shining light on the people who are not doing anything, you know, and it becomes an irritant. No different than how pure light becomes an irritant to parasites. Pure light becomes an irritant to bacteria. You see? So a lot of times what happens is when we start coming to a greater sense of knowledge, um, we start to come into a a greater sense of self-assurance of what we are. And we have that sense like, you know what? I can face life. I didn't think I could face life before, but now I can face life because I'm rooted and I'm anchored in who and what I am. What happens is the people around you who are running from life, we spoke about that yesterday, who put their consciousness on the periphery of the circle because they're running from all of those things that are deep-rooted inside of them and their psychosis that they don't want to deal with, deep-rooted issues, laziness, pain, hurt, trauma, so forth and so on, you've gone through that hole. 13 zodiac but you've gone through it you see and now you recognize hey man I'm capable I didn't think I was capable before now I know you're waiting for the end capable of what don't worry about the of what of what don't matter just like when we say I am I am what don't worry about it I am whatever the heck I want to be I am done (laughs) I am and I am capable done. Because anything that comes into my perceptual reality, I've attracted into my perceptual perceptual reality by being true to myself. So I am capable of facing it because I've brought it into my perceptual reality. Like they always say, well, God wouldn't give you more than you can handle. God wouldn't give you more than you can handle. Well, what's God? Me. I'm the one that came down for this experience to live life through the reflection of my soul. So I wouldn't give myself than what i could handle now sometimes we take on we grab on things because we're reaching we're reaching from the wrong side of the circle so we try to bring in things that our consciousness can't currently handle at this time because we're not in our own lane we're not playing our position so like right now if i turned around and said i'm gonna be a rocket scientist I'm smart enough to be a rocket scientist, but I wouldn't do well with it. It would be too much for my consciousness to handle because that's not my purpose. Number one. Number two, I don't care about anything about that. I I did as a kid. I don't care about rockets. (laughs) I I don't I don't care about the the physics and things that are involved into sending something into outer space. I have no no concern or care about that whatsoever. So that would be more than what my consciousness could actually handle at this point. My, my brain would break. You see, I know I know my lane, I know myself. so it's the same thing with you all. You're able to say I'm capable, you're able to say I am, and, and you can face any type of situation, no matter how overwhelming it may be or how big or how, how small or, or how positive it may feel or how negative it feels, when you you're rooted in that sense of self. and of course, that creates a, a confidence, and sometimes that confidence, which is essential you to move through life it becomes an irritant to those around you because now you, you have faith in yourself faith is what knowing in the unseen well how do you know it because I know how to travel to the unseen I'm dealing with a deeper level of spirituality dealing with a deeper level of concept I'm speaking for you I'm not speaking in the first person <laughs> just so you know I'm not up here bragging so I'm, I'm telling you with, where you're saying or where you'll get to at that point yeah, I see things that are not seen. I see my future. I see me beyond my glorified state. I see me beyond my tribulation. I see me beyond my trials. I see me beyond my difficulty. I see myself beyond my hurt. I see myself beyond my desolation, beyond my depression. I see myself beyond my feelings of not being able to actually do anything. My feelings of being incapable. I see myself beyond that. There was a brother recently who had left a comment in the show. I can't remember. It might have been Brother Shaga. I could be wrong. He was speaking about Sundiata, that book. And and one of the reasons I said, oh, that's one of my favorite books. You know, one of the reasons I love that book so much, there's, there's a line in it where he basically says, long story short, it's in the beginning, where he's like, you know, there were certain things happening to him, and it would talk about how brave he was. And he said, well, um, a person who knows their destiny never needs to be afraid. You've probably even heard me say that before. I'm, I'm sure I've probably used that, that before. And I'm paraphrasing what was said, but that's essentially what he was saying, right? Because I'm seeing my, I'm seeing my destination. I'm seeing self, myself beyond my current set of situations or circumstances, you see? So that creates a confidence in whatever it is that I'm doing because I know what I'm doing is leading up to that path. Is moving me closer to that path, or like I say, that path to greatness, you see? And you're able to be, begin to overcome certain things, um, even your shyness, um, your sense of, of unassertiveness. you know, um, that feeling of not being able to fit into certain spaces, you know, when you go into certain social circles and you're just staring down at the floor, you know, um, you're unable to take a compliment in those circles. Somebody say, hey, you look nice today. Oh, this this is nothing. You know, because you can't confidently say, yeah, sh- thank you. You know, or, or maybe even come, thank you. Yeah, I found this shirt, such and such, in, in a thrift store, one dollar. Look at it. You know, whatever it it is. You know, but because you don't have that sense of 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 confidence when you're rooted on something. You know, so. One of the things that you can utilize to kind of get beyond that, sometimes you have to use the outer. And that's why we use shrines and altars and things like that. Sometimes you have to use the outer to – this is the law of correspondence – to invigorate something that it corresponds with, with the inner, right? So, uh, like, for instance, if, if you want to lose weight, that's an easy one, right? Sometimes it's good maybe to put a picture up of yourself when you were at a weight that you actually liked yourself, like how you look. Or – you may um, uh, put a picture up of somebody. You say, man, I wish I had a body like that. I wish I looked like that. You know, whatever, whatever it is that, that does it for you. So you start to create a correspondence with what you're seeing externally and what you begin to see internally, you know, and this becomes easier the more you expose yourself to different things, different people, you know, which we don't do a lot. We keep our circles so tight and so small a lot of times um, it only feeds this false reality that we have, that we're, that we're, we're currently encased in. So one of the greatest things to do, man, is to explore more, get into places where you feel uncomfortable and unfamiliar, you know, go to a place where you feel uncomfortable and unfamiliar and start to explore and to see more of life. You see, because essentially, remember, you came to the planet to explore. Now you're exploring your internal verse or your inner verse, and you're exploring also the external domain as well but sometimes we we forget that other part to explore the external we get stuck in the internal you see so it would behoove you to start doing things that speak to that outer space you know um like i said getting out doing things that are a little bit beyond you getting around people who maybe don't totally reflect your current social circle it's, it's like you've heard me say so many times um if you remember i don't know but um a lot of us have troubles with uh, family. We say, man, my mother wasn't much of a mother. My father wasn't much of a father. My brother sucked. My sister sucked. Everybody sucked. You know, I had this horrible family that I came through. And like I always say, you know, if you're missing certain things, go make it. Go go find another father. Find another mother. There's a lot of men out there who have so much love in their heart, man. You know, they, they... they want to give it, they want to share it. They have so much that is that is, is bubbling over. So many women out there like that. You know, who still, I mean, you find out a lot with women. I say that even more so with women. Because sometimes it's hard to turn that, that mothering mold off. So what happens is once they get that empty empty nest, you know, and I've seen women do this before, older women. I was talking to one recently. And she was like, yeah, I'm going I'm to get a border. She got a little small apartment. And she was like, you know, now that my son's gone and he's in college, and well, actually, no, he he graduated college. He ain't really graduated, but that's between me and him. But she thinks he graduated college. Um, She was like, yeah, I'm going to get a border. You know, a young man who just really needs to kind of get back on his feet, and I'm not really going to charge him much. I said, so you basically just want another son in your house. And of course, she she didn't want to. She was like, no, that's not it. And then I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> But you know, okay, fine, whatever. That's your thing. If you want to be the perpetual mother, she also takes care of like a couple of older people too, seniors. At one point, I thought she was actually a home health aide because she's so much on that. And but she works for the city. She does something completely different, you know. But she serves as a home health aide for free, for two elders, you know she likes mothering that's just her thing she likes taking care of people and nurturing so you know sometimes you you'd be surprised the same way that you can go out and find people who are just you know living to be certain things for a person like you it's the same thing with your social social circles you don't have to stay locked into a certain social circle because this is the block i live on or this is the high school i went to or the college i went to and these are the people that have to continue to speak to You know, you join different groups and things Or different, like You have done now, different spiritual Organizations where you can surround Yourself with people who are living And and who are interested and Excited about the things that you're excited About, you see, and now You got more people living and walking In truth, not in their truth It's always such a dumb Phrase people use all the time And and again, that's another one of those dismissive Statements, you know, we'll say Well, what's your truth? to try to make it opinion. You know, there's many truths. Yeah, okay. All right. There's like there's many forms of light. But ultimately they all emanate from emanate from one source of light. There's many forms of truth that emanate from one source of truth. So there is an abs- absolutism in truth. And truth varies. It's dynamic. It changes. What was true yesterday is not true today you know, so you got to stay on the, on the cusp, don't, you know, you got to stay on the wave, you know, but um, like I was just saying, you know, get around people who are supporting and excited about the things that you're excited about and find different opportunities to express what it is that you're feeling and express what it is that you're thinking and in, a, in an environment where it won't be suppressed. And then after a while, what you'll find is that like, remember, I said that language creates the framework for your perceptual reality. You'll be constantly maintaining the frame. You know, it's like walking through life holding a picture frame, whatever shape you want it to be. It doesn't have to be square, it could be heart shaped, it could be round, it could be fluid, it could be like a rubber band. And you just, you know, you make it bigger or smaller or change the shape however you want it. But you are controlling the frame of, of your interaction you see now that's essentially what confidence is but it's not your lower self controlling in the frame of interaction because you're scared or because you don't want certain things or this that 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 it's your it's your higher self determining orchestrating things based on what you need in order to be who and what you are prime example i remember after at when when mike tyson was really dealing with islam or muslims i can almost say but he, when he was dealing with islam i remember i see him after fights and they'd be like so mike tell us about the that's, that's around and they'd be showing him a little prompter and, and for him to describe the fight and he wouldn't even look at the person doing the interview wouldn't even look at him in the eye you know he would he would be in his own zone and he'd just be like Allahu Akbar. allah wakba allah's the greatest that's it that's your answer to that question I'm maintaining the frame of what I'm perceiving. You asking me something, man, I'm, I, we're not going to get into, the, into this didactic thing between it's got to be this and yes, or it's got to be no. F your question. This is what we're talking about. I'm maintaining the control of the frame. Now, you see that sometimes even when you guys ask me questions, and the question is unexciting. The question doesn't lead us to anything deeper. And I'll reframe the question for you. But I I, sometimes do it in a way where it's not that noticeable. But you may say, hey, chief, what's the difference between a recent and an ancestor? Now, I'm maintaining my position and I'm maintaining my my form and my frame. What is my form and my frame? I'm chief. I'm Baba. I'm an alpha. I'm not going to keep talking about one-on-one stuff. Matter of fact, as chief and as alpha, this is the frame that I have working inside my mind. I deliver this information to you by grace. It's a privilege and an honor for me to even be speaking. Yeah, y'all never heard me talk like that, huh? But that's what's going on inside of my big head. That's what's working inside. Because wouldn't it be an honor? Wouldn't it be an honor and a privilege to have someone who's a chief actually share an hour to two hours, sometimes three hours, of information with you every day for free and you didn't do not a doggone thing to deserve it? Nothing? And some of you act so dumb you prove that you don't deserve it but he still keeps giving it to you? Wouldn't that be an honor and a privilege? Well, what's wrong with me knowing that? And then here's the second part. What's wrong with me saying it? Not a doggone thing because I'm confident. I know who I am. I know what I am. So when certain questions are asked me, asked of me, I'm I'm okay and confident enough to say that questions beneath me. Arrogant, sounds arrogant, right? Because a lot of times we don't have a control over the language. So we only use <laughs> we got a small amount of words that we use to define certain types of behavior. So we'll say, yeah, that's arrogant. That's not arrogant. Learn what the word arrogant means. Learn what arrogant versus confidence means. I'll give you a, a small example, right? Brother Tareem, I think I saw he popped on the line earlier. Brother Tareem is a truck driver and wants to open his own trucking company, right? So if Brother Tareem, um, if I'm talking to him and I'm saying, oh man, yeah, you drive trucks, this, that, 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 and the third, man, how much, how much would you charge me um, to take me across town, man. I gotta go pick up something from the supermarket. But I want you to wait outside for me, and then bring me back to the house. Would it be wrong for him to say or to think within himself that Chief is talking to me like I'm a I'm a taxi cab driver? And then you, and then he might say, no, nah, I don't do that. Uh, uh-uh, uh, that that's not what I'm. I'm a trucker. Yeah, I'm saying the same thing. You're a truck driver, right? You pick up things from one location, and then you take them to another location. What's the difference? Now, in my ignorance, I may say that to him, and he has a choice in that moment. He can allow me to continue to disrespect his personal boundaries, disrespect his craft, and disrespect his position. Or he can cave in because of a lack of self, a lack of knowledge of self and say, all right, you, you know, just give me $15, man. Now, how often do you guys do that in your own life? How often do you cave in like that because of someone else's ignorance and the hex of, of unassert- unassertiveness that they put on you? Because you have a low frequency of confidence of who and what you actually are. So now our brother who's a truck driver, because he had to go and get a CDL. He had to get a special license to be able to drive those trucks. He went through an actual process to get to that point, which now elevated him above let's say let's say regular drivers. He knows something that regular drivers don't know. And I can completely dismiss all of that and say, hey, man, taxi, man, take me over to that. that. You basically like an Uber, right? You see? He has a choice in that moment. And, I mean, we could go through the list. <laughs> you know, we could go. There's a lot of different things. But I'm telling you, I've watched some of you all do it. See, I'm, I'm throwing a question out there. Like, how many times have you done that in your life? But don't forget, I know, I know <laughs> most of you. <laughs> now, we got a lot of new listeners. So some of y'all are new. But a lot of y'all I know. And I've seen you do it. And I've warned you about it. And I've talked to you about it. But it always seems like Chief is extra. Like he, you know, <laughs> like like I'm just just wow. Like don't let him do that f for me. No, man. What you're coming down off of your? Th- There's a throne sitting right there for you. There's a throne right there. You keep getting down off of it, and for what reason? Because somebody calls you arrogant. Because somebody says you think you're all that, or somebody think says oh you got a big head now, or you're full of yourself. Goddamn damn right, I'm full of myself. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know myself. And what is myself? What is my true self? Light. Source light. I'm full of it. You see? And you should be too. Let me see who you are. In order to do that, you have to be confident in what you are. I use those two words differently for a reason. Think about what I just said. What you are You see And then you'll be clear on when you're doing Certain things you know when you're coming Down off of your throne or when you're not Or or, or you'll be clear of your Divine right and your divine privilege I don't Stutter when I call myself chief you I didn't stutter when the chieftaincy was given to me Two times over I didn't say Well I don't deserve it Nah I'll take that Thank you <laughs> because it's not just a title For now people to bow down to It's a responsibility Just like I didn't stutter The first time I became a father It wasn't for me to stick my chest out And hand everybody cigars And say, hey, you know I... No, it's a responsibility That I knew that I was ready for I've been preparing for this joint Since I was 16 Cause obviously that's when I became a man when I was 16. Really before 16, when I was a little boy making weapons in the garage. That was my only toys was weapons. My parents we didn't even buy me. They wasn't into toys. You could get books. <laughs> we got books. We got a lot of books. We ain't, we ain't get no you know toys. They wasn't into that. You know we made toys. My thing was weapons. I used to love making nunchucks, um, Chinese stars, <laughs> throwing stars, and knives that was my favorite thing to do on a saturday i'd be in there all day making knives and noonchucks. <laughs> so so you you know um but i was preparing back then i've been a parent preparing for the apocalypse from way back from preparing. when i was a little kid driving in the car of my parents i used to always look outside and say okay if the cops was chasing me i would go that way i would go this and you know what let me tell you something I still do that to this day when I'm taking them long trips to do spiritual work for people, you know, down in Florida and stuff. And I'm going down the East Coast or sometimes I'm driving out to Kansas because I I prefer to drive over fly, you know, because I I, I like to control, (laughs) you know. Um, So I don't mind driving 20 hours, you know, um, and it gives me time to think. I call it windshield time gives me that windshield time to get that windshield therapy. You know, um, but I, as I'm driving, I'm looking around. Yeah, I would run into those woods right there. I bet you there's deer back there. I could hunt. Da, da, da. I still do it. Still preparing for the apocalypse. <laughs> so when that time comes where it's like, okay, well, can you handle a family? Can you... Hell, mother effing, yeah, I can handle a family. I've been preparing for this. I'm ready. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> Shoot, I'll deliver this baby myself. Move out the way. I got it, you know, now. Nah. I'm playing. playing. Don't do that. (laughs) Leave that to the professionals. But what I'm saying is that you get to that point in in your walk and you get to that point in your movement where you, you become so rooted because you spend so much time in heaven. You spend so much time in a room. You spend so much time in that higher space where you're constantly looking at your real self in the face. That's one of the exercises in our new spiritual training. But you know, you're constantly looking at your real self and saying, man, this, this is what I am. This is what I do. This is what I can achieve. This, that, that, this is what I'm capable of. Wow. So then when you drift back down to the earth, what are you having faith and confidence in what you saw in heaven? And what will people say? You're arrogant. I don't want to talk to you. All right, well, get going. Go. Bye. That's cool. (laughs) because I'm I'm framing out a world that supports and cultivates this higher image that I have of myself anyway. So I only really want to interact with the titans. I don't want to interact with you anyway. You see? Cuz you're bacteria. You're going to try to you're going to try to get me to to curve to curve my learning, you know, change the learning bell. You're going to try to get me to curve my understanding, to curve my awareness. That's part of your job, perhaps. My job is to stand confident in what it is that I know and what it is that I that I have seen and may, and do things that help to maintain the momentum of that. And anything that seeks to try to slow up my momentum, you know, it's either going to get ran over or like the water in the river, I'm going to just sidestep it. I'm, I'm going to just, you know, boom, two-step, boom, I'm around it. No problem. You know, you, you learn to become fluid like that water. Get around it. You see? Because I'm going to keep this momentum going. And let me tell you something, man. That's the most thats the most frightening thing in the world for an oppressive system. You see, people who have knowledge of self, who are rooted in, their, in the convictions of their purpose and their higher self, and they're not stopping. That's frightening. They just will not stop. There's nothing that's slowing them up. So many people are debilitated by their relationships. That slows them up. Like I said before, relationships can be can be landmines. <laughs> you know, I've seen so many people with great ideas, great purpose, great potential brought down by, a, by a, a, a whack relationship. I've seen that so often, you know, but then you got some people who will go through that, take that hit and I right, keep going. Boom. Let's go. Or some people don't fall into the trap to even begin with. And I'm not saying the trap of relationships. I want to be clear. Relationships are good. The trap of what an oppressive society has set up, a way that you can function within a relationship that suits their purposes. Remember, we go back to the idea of mentoris and the mentor. Rape, Castrate the man so you can rape the woman. So you got some some brothers say, you know what, I'm not even going to let you castrate me. Like I told you that story last night when I was in the job and I left and I said, if I come in tomorrow, I'm going to be less than what I am. I ain't coming back here. I was making a lot of money, too. I was making a lot of money. <laughs> you know, it's making a lot of money. And I said, mm-mm, it ain't, it's not even worth it. Because my earning potential was ridiculous. I don't, you know, I don't need you to justify and prove my earning potential. Because you're only, this, this, was my, this was my thought. I'll give you my mind frame when I left, too. I'm in this job, and I remember sitting there one day. There was a couple of things that led up to it, but one of which was at that time I had a studio, and one day I came down into my studio and there was fungus and mold all over my 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 um, recording console, okay. And my recording console was an expensive console. This was back when people were using more analog equipment and not just using a laptop in a room. So stuff was expensive. In fact, I ain't gonna tell y'all this, but. Because <laughs> it probably won't mean anything to you, but there was there was a, there was an important movie soundtrack that was done on my actual console. It was an expensive console that actual one I, that I owned you know. And there was a real couple two real big hit records. But anyway, long story short, so I'm down there. I'm like dad, you know, dad, man, look at all of this. So I had to hit it with vinegar, and I'm scrubbing everything down because I hadn't been down in the studio for so long that I kept all the the, the windows sealed up and stuff. And I didn't turn on the dehumidifier like I'm like I'm supposed to and you know just the humidity just wreaked havoc on everything and anyone who knows about electronic equipment humidity is death because it causes certain circuits to to fuse together with the water you blow them and in fact one of my channels in my board actually caught on fire as a result so I remember sitting down there while I'm scrubbing the walls down and the equipment and everything with um with this um you know, with the vinegar and everything, I'm just kinda thinking to myself and I'm saying, it's is it over? Like am I am I am I done with music? Should I just put all this stuff up for sale? And it just didn't feel right. And I'm saying, I'm sitting in this job, yeah, I'm making some good money, but do they care about all the other things that I could do? At that time, I'm I'm initiated, so I'm doing spiritual work on the side. Um, I knew I could, I had a talent for writing, and uh, speaking, and teaching, and all of these different things. Forget even the music, you know. Forget running a business because I had a studio. You know, I can run businesses. I can play instruments. I can write songs. I can this vocal arrangement. All these different things. They just want me to go in there and make their computer systems great and run and contract me out to other companies. I feel like, you know, Matt Turner. Go send me to other companies to go get their computer systems, you know, and engineer their networks and things like that and connect buildings to this building and, and program their routers and all and I'm like, that's just one thing that I have. I I love technology. I love technology as much as I love all this other stuff. I just don't talk about it with y'all because y'all ain't y'all ain't tuning in to hear that. But you know, but that's just one thing. But I was aware of so many other aspects that they were not aware of. So I didn't want to be corralled into that box because I knew I was underappreciating myself. And if I allowed myself to do it one more day further, one more day, it was going to be a problem. One more day. And I had young, young, young children and all of that. Had no contingency plan. What's nothing? It wasn't, I, you know, I didn't slowly, because I had been looking for another gig while I was there. And that was the other thing. When we talk about the walls of your reality crumbling, I couldn't get another job. A year or so before I had headhunters calling me constantly. Hey, if you ever want to leave, you ever want to leave? You know, every I was it was a hot item. So for like maybe six months when I started feeling like it's time to go, I'm sending out maybe 30 resumes a day not getting one hit nothing and i said man this is crazy normally i get a job within 14 days no more than 14 days i'm somewhere else making more money i can and then i'm changing my resume you know taking cuts nothing the walls of my reality had crumbled it was it was done that era was was over it was time to go so like i said that next day came to say i'll resign i'm going no plan no nothing I had nothing. I mean, I had some money in the bank, of course, but had young youth and, you know, women to take care of and, and mortgages to pay more than one, you know, and had no contingency plan whatsoever. You know, and it worked out. Let me just say that it worked out. You know, I, I did maybe two contracts after that, two IT contracts, just stuff in between but you know I did other stuff too you know I I, because I had other skills you know I took my instruments back out got back on stage performed, was doing a couple of gigs here and there making a little bit money on the weekends you know playing music and doing different things and you know really opening myself back up to all the different skills skill set that I had that I was allowing to diminish because I lost a sense of who I was I lost a sense of that awareness because 8 to 10 hours a day, I was sitting inside of someone else's frame. You see? And by stepping out of the frame, even without a parachute. <laughs> and you know, it, it's, it's different when you got women looking at you like, alright, Baba, what we gonna do? And you're like, I don't know, but, and, and the beauty is I have to say, at that time there were sisters who said, you know what? Do what you need to do. You know, we'll, we'll We'll figure it out But you do what you need to do Don't you worry about it And that was that was a beautiful blessing You know, to even have that. I mean, I was going to do it anyway But it was good not to have to Have that hesitation You know, of, of them doubtful eyes on you At the same time, you know um, Manhood is important, man You don't do things that compromise your manhood You don't do things that compromise your womanhood You don't play around with that, man <laughs> You just don't play with it you know, you got to protect that almost violently <laughs> to a degree. You almost got your womanhood and your manhood. You got to almost protect it to like a violent, hostile degree. That establishes a confidence that you would not imagine, man. So now when people say something shady or funny to me and say, Chief, you like this. Mother, you don't know me. I know me. I know what I'm like. I know what I'm doing. Y'all don't even know why I do these shows. Because do I really have to do an hour or two every day? Honestly. Because most of the time when people listen to the show, they say, man, I'm so overwhelmed, so much information. I got pages and pages full of notes. So that means I probably only have to do one or two a a strong. Or a month. There's enough information already in the classes. There's enough old shows already that y'all ain't even got to. So why am I doing? There's a reason. You don't know. But see, when, you, when you're linked into yourself like that, you become confident in everything you're doing. So, like, the brother asked, what do you draw the strength from? Myself. Because there's going to be times where people are going to say, I've already had people tell me, you know, you shouldn't do so many shows. And then people won't buy the class. What well, is saying really about selling classes, believe it or not. There's something deeper going on here. There's something much bigger and much powerful. And sometimes it's good. Like I always tell you, the best plan is a quiet plan. Sometimes it's better to keep it to yourself. Just keep doing what you're supposed to do because you don't have to get validation from other people for what you're doing. All right, we got a plug in the chat room. Photographer, Thunderous Prophet. She's a graphic designer, brand image consultant. She or he, I'm sorry if I said it wrong. I don't know, Thunderous Prophet. I can't see your picture, but I don't know if that's a male or a female name. Um, But anyway, <laughs> I was just glancing to the chat room just now to see if there was any questions because we're going to get ready to get out of here because I have to do a reading in a little while. But um, I saw something. Okay, Michelle says, Chief, is there any moment where it is smarter to move away from that authority slash self-confidence space to gain something else? Nope. You said I'm thinking no. No, why would you move away from yourself? Why would you move away from your source? You're already away from your source. The key is now to get back. That's the, that's the whole point in being down here on the planet is that it's you are that self, that source and that authority who's just decided to live out this experience of life in this prison that we call it a human vessel. So you're already in the land of duality, so from the moment that you get plopped out on your mama's bush, you know everything you're doing is leading you back to the source with, with, with consciousness. and what I mean with consciousness, with awareness. So that we, when you go back home, when you're going back to your source space, you're not going back um, with your brain brainwashed. <laughs> you know, you're going back with the sense of the eye, with the sense of self. So, mm-mm, no, you know, and, and you don't ever have to really worry too much about, like, am I going too deep into my sense of self or my my spiritual authority? Because we're so far from it that even if you... <laughs> even if you became a fanatic <laughs> from this point forward, you still will probably just end up in the middle. Cause we're so far from it. You know, just even think about this term that I, I, I just shared in terms of confidence. How often do we speak about confidence, um, as, as an assurance in your divine purpose and destination? We don't say that we say confidence is feeling good, having self-esteem, you know, um, not being afraid to express yourself. You see how far off that is? Like I said, there's different levels of consciousness. That's a level, but it goes so much deeper than that. You know, so that's what I'm saying. We're, we're so far off as a people that, um, yeah, you can't go overboard with certain things. You can't be in balance, but certain things, we're so far away from the source, man, that um, you don't have to worry too much about um, going too far left or too right, too far right or anything like that with it, you know. But like I said, one of the tools, get around people, man. You create a new circle, just like you can create a new family. You can create a new circle. You can create. You can get a new best friend, or what do they call it, BFF. <laughs> you can get a new BFF, <laughs> you know, or or whatever, new sisters, new brothers, but new people who reflect the truth, you know, who are living the truth. That's the key. You know, if you're surrounded by more people who have the courage to live truth and live no matter how it looks like, then you'll be more confident and more encouraged to live out your own truth. You know, that's where okay, see, I'm sorry, Thunderous Prophet. I I thought it was a system. Um, you know. Um so, you know, you you can you can recreate all of that stuff. You really can, man. You don't have to be locked into anything because that's how, where you was born. I got people like that all the time telling me that. Well, I was born in the hood. I'm from the hood. and Get out of here with that nonsense. We were all born on a plantation or a prison of some sort. You know what I mean? It, come on. We, we, all, we all have certain types of experiences. and you know. But where are we going? What's the momentum? What's the destination? That's the key. And you keep up that momentum to keep up your confidence. All right, we're going to get out of here. That's enough. (laughs) All right, so we'll be back. What's tomorrow? Friday. That is strong. Went by fast. Um, And You know, we lost Charlie Murphy. We didn't lose him, but he transitioned yesterday. I wasn't going to talk about it yesterday. Yesterday night. You know, I don't do the current events, but I just feel like I need to say something. He's one of my favorites. (laughs) You know, Charlie Murphy. It's always good when you get to men on film because we you know there's such a there's such a lack even in comedy you know i see that like we got to, we have a comedian out now Well, he's been out for a little while but you know he's like at the top of his game right now it seems and i was looking at him the other day he's not really that funny i'm not gonna say his name because you know my rule about talking about my people in public he's not really that funny though when I'm looking at him, he's a a small guy and he has some very effeminate mannerisms and that's his comedy is based around the faces that he makes and his effeminate mannerisms. That's his whole routine. I really looked at him like he just nods his head back and forth like a girl and stomps and claps and it's so funny because he's so small and his voice is real high too. He's got like this little munchkin voice. You know? So that's why you know Charlie Murphy he was he was a he was a man on stage. <laughs> he was a man on stage on on stage man. So you know you always miss when when the, when the men are going you know like the uh, the Ving Rhames and the and the um, uh, uh, I don't know the, even the Denzels or the Idris Elba's and you know those who haven't you know even uh, what's the name Kadeem Hardisons those who haven't really compromised themselves in that way. You know, um, yeah, it's always a a larger loss, you know. But um, anyway, so we're going to head out. And I see Thunderous Prophet, who is a photographer, left her contact information. She put a plug in the chat room, so I don't need to repeat it. So y'all support each other, like I always say. And it's not the first time Thunderous Prophet has listened in. If it was the first time, I would have muted that plug. But she's been riding for a while now you know, so yeah, give a, give us some love. Like I said, man, reward and support from within. All right, we're heading out. So I will see you all tomorrow, Friday, 7 a.m. segment, bright and early, those of you who can wake up that early. I know usually on the 7 a.m. segments, I see most people around maybe 7.40 when you just decide to roll out of bed and you know, <laughs> but for those who get up a little bit earlier, uh, we'll definitely be hitting at 7 a.m. tomorrow and then I'll be back again Sunday. And like I always say, oh, and let me share this before I go. I'm going to do a recording. Yes, I do readings. I keep getting these messages asking if I do readings and how a person can get a reading. AskOSIRIS.com. dot scom It's real simple. You just go to the site. is nothing but a form. You don't even have to go and look for anything. It's right there. AskOsiris.com. Osiris Life is for the monthly services. The school is at SaduluHouse.com. S-A-D-U-L-U-H-O-U-S-E.com. That's where you go for classes. Okay, that's that's where you go for classes. I'm still getting a lot of messages with people saying, "Chief, I want to take your class. Here's my phone number. Can you call me back?" And you probably noticed I haven't called you back. I'm not going to call you back. <laughs> no matter how cute you are, <laughs> I'm not going to call you back. All right. I had a sister recently send me a, a photograph <laughs> and told me that she wanted to take my class and get a reading. Here's a phone number. And just, if it may help with the reading, here's a picture of me so you know what I look like. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, it's a nice picture. Nice picture, sis. But no, I'm still not going (laughs) to call you. So that's where you go if you really, if you seriously want to get a reading and you seriously want to get to take a class, that's how you do it. Now, if you're just trying to holler, just say that. That's a different thing. All right. You go into a different email folder. (laughs) I'm joking. But yeah, so that's where you go for the classes and for the readings. All right. That's how you can do that. All right, everyone. Keep the momentum up. I see this conversations in the chat room. Keep it going, whether you're doing it on com or social media or wherever. Keep the energy going between yourselves, man. All right. Um, yeah, and right, yes, low. The links are in the show's description. They've been in the show description for the past three, four years. But uh, brother, low, you know that people don't read. <laughs> they barely listen. Even in the slideshow on the shows, you see it shows you where to go for consultation in big red writing. People don't even look at it. The commercial that we play in the beginning shows you where to go. For, you hear Kim saying, and for readings that they still send the emails. So, uh, yeah, I'm thankful for you all. I'm thank you for thankful for y'all and much respect to you as well, Sister Gina, and you as well, uh, Miss Butterworth, <laughs> Thunderous Prophet. Justin and Anwar and, and um, Ahmad and uh, Sister Allison of course uh, Who I asked to put I asked you to put Your your information in the chat Yesterday I'm to get put it in there um, Of course Sister Sequoia Empress brother Shaga Low I'm try. I'm gonna try to get you on the show one day low we need to Talk about that do Instagram or something Because I have a feeling you got some Funny stuff to talk about Not funny funny like humorous But some interesting things to say Brother Antonio, Empress, and um, I saw Shamika, Shamika, earlier, Uh, Fase, the Nicoles, the Nicole twins were in the space earlier. Um, Of course, I saw Brother Joel was in there, Um, Sister Skinner, and um, Brother Achille, I saw Seeking Wisdom was in there, Maroon Beauty, Yahweh 177177. (laughs) <laughs> sister Madeline um, and designs not defined now has a pitch, pitch for her profile picture. is not a logo anymore. I saw that earlier. Isn't isn't she just a cutie patootie? Yes, you are. <laughs> sister Cheryl, <laughs> sister, sister Marva. <laughs> and Jennifer Jackson, of course, Keisha, Original Man, and you know anyone else that I may have missed? V Joe everyone else. All right. So, uh, much respect, much power and, uh, peace and patience to you all, man. And and I'll see you all Friday. All right. Friday, 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 uh, tomorrow, 7am until such time. Peace be unto you.